The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good Monday. Jay Foreman in the studio again with my main man, Austin Orman. We are old school. We are live at 1040 O Street. This is pre-recorded only for the first hour. Then I'll be live in effect. So you will have to decide whether you like me live or recorded. Uh, old school is brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop. Located at 84th and Havelock in 30th and Yankee Hill here in Lincoln. Big 10 news, big 10 scores. Um, some highlights, obviously, the, the first and foremost is Nebraska um, holding serve at home against a hot Minnesota team that uh, had got the best of them up there in Minneapolis, up there in the barn. And the, and the good thing about it, Austin, is not only did Nebraska win the game, but they dominated the game. Mm-hmm. And um, a little bit of slow start, though. They were down, I think, 6-0. And I was thinking, like, well, maybe the the magnitude of the game sometimes could be a little bit too big. Um, you can kind of get caught up in the moment, sold out, right? How many how many times in the last, even when uh, Rick Pitino Jr. was there, or Richard Pitino, or Richard Pitino, like he uh, liked to be called, when he had some decent teams, had Minnesota against Nebraska been sold out? I don't think ever. No. Maybe even, maybe, and I think the only time I remember Nebraska and Minnesota being sold out is way before your time. So, uh, Clem Haskins. Clem, yes, yeah. Yeah, came down with the Gophers. And I think it was sold out then. I definitely was there uh, because, uh, obviously, I grew up a gopher basketball fan, definitely not a football fan. Um, and so it was sold out. So I was, like, a little bit worried that the magnitude would be, you know, kind of big or too big. And then also Minnesota is actually was fully healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Garcia was back. He's, you know, should be either first team all Big Ten or maybe, you know, close and on second team. Uh, the hottest player in the Big Ten coming in. He was a you know three-level scorer, can shoot the three, mid-range, uh, score underneath the hoop, and then obviously he can rebound as well. Um, but this is a different Nebraska team that they faced uh, you know, mm-hmm. earlier in the season. Uh, obviously playing a little bit more in rhythm. I think players have a lot more confidence, and yesterday showed it with an 18-point victory. Absolutely. Even that first possession, right, Josiah Alec gets two offensive rebounds, that was a good sign. Nebraska got just nuked on the glass in the second half. Right. So. The, the narrative coming you know out of the first half into the second half was Nebraska's right there. Nebraska's on the doorstep. They're getting good looks. The defensive intensity is there. And yeah, Nebraska was getting some pretty good looks, but right. they've also gotten good looks and missed before. It's not necessarily a guarantee that that team flips the switch every time, but they did in the second half. Casey missed a layup. Sam Hoiberg missed a layup. A couple open threes that didn't go down for Nebraska in the first half. They did in the second half. So right. I think that's a big credit to Nebraska for for sticking with the plan, for trusting the game plan. Because, yeah, they were getting pretty good shots for the right. most part. But really it was the defensive intensity, Jay. I mean, the rebounds you know, for the game, pretty even, all things considered. I mean, 44-38, to 38, Nebraska wins the rebounding battle. They out-offensive rebound yep, Minnesota. It's absolutely huge. But, you know, Nebraska could have let off the gas. Right. You know, they let Penn State get down to 12. They almost let Northwestern slip away at home. Minnesota got it down to 12, but Nebraska never let it get any closer than that, right? right? They got, they went back, they got a bucket, and that was huge, right? It never felt like after, you know, those first, like, 
seven, eight minutes, right. Minnesota, you know, really had a run in. It just didn't feel that that juice from them. And I think that's a credit to Nebraska for taking that energy away from them early. Yeah, you, and you know what they did? Remember, Austin, about the middle of the first half to the late – it was actually the, the in the quarters, if you, if, you, if you break the first half into quarters. Mm-hmm. So the 10-minute spurt, right, in the middle of it, Nebraska had almost, I think, a 15-point lead. And mm-hmm. then towards the end of that half, you know, Minnesota started hitting some shots. Remember, they went um, – was it Coleman? He went put-back dunk, um, layup, and then he made a free throw. Mm-hmm. And so that went from 15 to 8. Mm-hmm. Nebraska was able to get a good possession, um, you know, score right before half, go into halftime. And then it's always interesting, right, where you saw um, – you know, I saw a little bit out of Sam Horberg that I liked. It. You know, obviously he's not a starter, but the intensity that he had, obviously he didn't score – but when you think about it, five rebounds, three assists, and one steal, he's definitely you know making his mark, and that's what you know he's. A, that's how you know he's a good basketball player. He's able to positively affect the game without having to score. But mm-hmm. the mentality that he, he had and showed to finish that first half took that intensity in the halftime, and then you saw him come out and then execute. And then you know some of the stats that are really really telling to me: number one, Nebraska beat them on the offensive rebound, whether it was just by one it's still a victory. Then they beat him in total rebounding, which was defensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. So if people didn't uh, tune into uh, pregame, or not pregame with me, but to Inside the Huddle uh, that I usually cut at 11 a.m., shameless plug, uh, I mentioned rebounding offensively, keeping them off the boards, offensive boards, that's Minnesota, and then that came down to defensive rebounds for us. We won both of those. The more most important stat is assist. Way the way Nebraska moved the ball, mm-hmm. cut, and then reacted, countered off of any uh, defensive adjustment that Minnesota had, that leads to 14 assists for, for Nebraska, six for Minnesota. So when Minnesota was keeping the game, let's say in the first half within eight, it was a lot of individual iso- isolation basketball, right? Uh, when you think about it, it was either Christie or Mitchell trying to you know get downhill, throw something off the glass, get to the free throw line. Well, that only lasts so long not only in a mm-hmm. regular game of basketball whether it's even all the way down the men's league high school college but when you when you're playing in the big 10 that just won't work and mm-hmm. because you have to be superiorly skilled or you have to have a height advantage yeah they didn't have either as mm-hmm. far as you know at the guard position so then when it came down to if you need a christy uh to get going well he's been kind of kept at bay or been a a a a third option when he should have been the first option, mm-hmm. then he's not ready to get into the game. See, where Minnesota really missed the mark was, um, you know, they came in and you heard people talk about they felt like they had the inside advantage. In some, in some ways, they might have, where you have Payne and Garcia or the, a good high-low action. We've seen mm-hmm. that, right, in our own right, mm-hmm. where it's either Rink Mass and Josiah Alec, Rink Mass and Gary, you have the inside-out game. Well, they went right to the guards. That's mm-hmm. See, when I think about basketball and you have it maybe – well, first of all, they have a size different differential mm-hmm. that goes in their favor. You you come out on the road, use that first, use your guards as the closer. Mm-hmm. They tried to close with the guards, and that's not going to work. That plays right into Nebraska. you got to think Nebraska can go down with guards or guys that can guard the one and two position four, five, six deep. Mm-hmm. You're not going to wear them out that way. they got fouls to give. They have defense intensity that they can give, and then you also have to uh, score inside. And so – I think Minnesota's game plan was a little bit off. Um, it's odd that they went that way because how they won the first game was in inside presence. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say junk ball, but throwing it up off the rim, off the glass, second chance, 
kick out threes, a higher percentage of threes in the first game. But what Nebraska did is came in and made them do something that they normally can't do mm-hmm. or can't do for 40 minutes. And that's how they end up winning by 18 points. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Minnesota had 38 points in the paint in the first matchup. Yesterday, they only had 22. Right. That's a huge improvement. A well, lot that's of that the difference the in the game almost. Right. Pretty much yeah. it is, right? right? In a, what, 71, yeah, 73-55 right. game? Yeah, that, that's basically the difference there. I was surprised that Minnesota didn't go with Ola Joseph and Payne more. What Those you... two guys dominated that first matchup. Ola Joseph only played eight minutes, yep. which was weird to me. He was a non-factor. Even Payne was a non-factor. I yeah. mean, only scored three points. That one put back dunk, that one put back dunk yeah. that's it. But even rebound, I mean, he only grabbed six of them. Yeah. You can absolutely live with that. And that's why going into the game, I said this was, if Minnesota plays Garcia, it's a good matchup for Nebraska. Yeah. He doesn't scare me. Yeah. He just doesn't, right? He's He's like, 80% of ranked mast yeah. is what he is, essentially. Like, he's a fine player. He's good. There's a reason he's their leading scorer. But he's not not the key to the matchup against Nebraska. So I almost wonder if Minnesota would have been better served. You know, starting him because he's you know homegrown kid. Yeah. Give him you know the start. Say, hey, you're our guy. We get it. But even though he ended up with what? He had, what, Darnier double-double before fouling out? Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't think he was that effective. So give him the start. You know, pat him on the back. Say thanks. But then old Joseph and his minutes didn't bring the energy and the credit mast and, and Alec. And even, you know, on the backside, the doubles from Gary and Williams yeah. and the guards from keeping pain from being a non-factor. Minnesota didn't get that spark early like it had in the second half. Yeah, and really when you think about their starting lineup, they started three guards, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, Nebraska starts two guards. Well, then that alone, you're at a disadvantage, mm-hmm. right? So if I want to get Garcia off, right? If I'm saying, look, we beat you last time with our best player watching. Essentially, he only played seven minutes. Well, the guy, that uh, Ola Joseph, that won the game for him, essentially on the offensive rebound, that's who I want to start because I <laughs> want him to eliminate one of Nebraska's better players. So whether it's Williams, whether it's him and Gary would be a great matchup, mm-hmm. it takes the pressure off of Garcia to have to guard on the perimeter. And the way they play Garcia gives a lot, majority of the Big Ten teams problems yes. because he can play out in space. Mm-hmm. Well, that works perfect for Nebraska because Please it will eliminate your 6'11 mm-hmm. body, body frame. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if, if you started, in my opinion, if you started Ola Joseph, right, where he's able to be out there and he's able to drive and dive, well, then now the secondary or the, the offense rebounds, second shots, and then the secondary offense opens up Garcia. So essentially Ben Johnson eliminated their best player and then also eliminated pain because you were mm-hmm. never, never mm-hmm. able to – get Payne in a position where he could be comfortable on his, where he wants that's on the either block or in the middle of the lane to take advantage of whether it's Alec rink mass, or if he gets a switch against Tominaga, there was a one time that Tominaga had him. They didn't even look his way. Why? (laughs) Because the three guards were playing keep away 25 feet away from the hoop. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a forward, you actually get a little bit closer to the three point line. You hear me talk about it all the time. If you have a size advantage inside, I would rather you play closer to the three-point line. Mm-hmm. If you have a foot quickness advantage, I'd rather you play away from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Well, Minnesota had the inside advantage, and at times they had a little bit of foot quickness advantage with Coleman coming off the off the bench, um, or or Fox, excuse me. I, I mean, um, Fox coming off the bench, and he gave him great minutes from with eight rebounds or eight points, nine rebounds. If you have that. Then you start inside, you stay inside, and you mm-hmm. finish it. They didn't, um, and they played right into Nebraska. And by the any time that they thought that he, they could do it, 
it was over with. And so, mm-hmm. um, it was a, but nevertheless, let's not take anything away from Nebraska. I think Nebraska sometimes, and this is what people don't understand about coaching as much as they, we just talked about the slow start, the magnitude. Mm-hmm. Don't think Minnesota coming in here at 17, nine, a coach that was on the hot, not the hot. Listen, he's an inferno seat before the season. <laughs> right. And he's yeah. homegrown. He's mm-hmm. homeboy. One of them. Right. And, um, he and to be seventeen and nine coming into this game on the road against a team that you beat previously, and you're one of the hotter teams in the in the Big mm-hmm. Ten. Sometimes you can outcoach yourself. Yeah, and I think that that's a it, this was a old dog against a young dog <laughs> where you see you, you know what I'm saying. Let mm-hmm. me show you how to do this, and I can guarantee you on that ride home back to Minneapolis, which is probably all of about thirty nine minutes. That Ben Johnson realized, you know what? I probably over game planned myself. I should have just kept it simple. You know, they say keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. And I think that, and by no means is Ben Johnson stupid. What I'm saying is, I think they over game planned themselves. I think they didn't appreciate. I don't know how you can not appreciate what Ola Joseph did because mm-hmm. it was an upset victory. And you need that type of play on the road. You expect it at home, mm-hmm. right? Because of the energy. Yeah. So you say, okay, our role players, you're jettisoning in the starting lineup. You expect that. On the road, you need it. Mm-hmm. Now, Fox it, it, gave it to you. He did. But you would have liked to have seen it start. I think Fox mm-hmm. was one of those guys, um, I don't mean to cut you off, is that he probably was watching on the bench. Now, granted, he has a great story. Uh, three ACL surgeries, still explosive like that. It's his last year, mm-hmm. and he's, like, sitting over there like, you know what, bump it. The energy isn't there. I'm going to go cause something. I'm going to go mm-hmm. do something. So all he's doing is just running to the rim, put back dunks and all that. Well, if you start that, the run that Nebraska went on, back cuts and all that, that's mm-hmm. eliminated. Yeah, because it, you, it, the gut punches are there. So I think uh, ultimately uh, Minnesota helped Nebraska play well, but this is a different Nebraska team uh, that was able to take advantage of some of the the things that they tried to in the be, in the first matchup, and then also again, listen, you know when you think about Kase Tamanaga having six points, and you win by eighteen points. That lets you know somebody stepped up off the bench, and that was Jamarcus Lawrence today or or yesterday. Because mm-hmm. C.J. Wilcher didn't have it. No, uh, Sam Horberg did, but it was in a different way. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Williams stepped up. Obviously, Jawan Gary had his career high. Rink Mass, even though he was a volume kind of score, uh, three of twelve, not his best game. Didn't hit a three. He had ten points, and Josiah Alec uh, was definitely active. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you this uh, before I give it over to you. He had one block. And it was one of the best blocks ever because he 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 jumped and was vertical, mm-hmm. blocked him, and he said, "Give me that." So I don't <laughs> mind now. Yeah, he, well, he said, "Give me that" as he blocked it. So that was the great thing, and you saw the swag and and all that stuff, and 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 the defense that Nebraska imposed um, on them wore them out, and it was got to the point that where Minnesota wasn't able to hit from the free throw line, sixty seven percent or sixty eight percent from the free throw line. Um, it, all in all, it was a good victory for Nebraska. Sets them up mightily in a in a positive position especially with michigan state losing against Mm -hmm. ohio state on the last sec last second j uh we'll we'll get into more because there's a lot of uh things going on in in college basketball that all points towards nebraska making the tournament if they hold serve and do what they're supposed to do so um i think it's good man i think it's Mm -hmm. great and it's showing some maturity in the program and I'm, i'm happy for fred and those guys uh because they've been definitely uh 
you know, working at it and, and climbing an uphill battle. They absolutely have. I'm going to go back to what you said about keep it simple. Yeah. I think Nebraska did that for the most part. Like, they didn't do anything spectacular like they did against Purdue when they were 14 to right. 26 from three or whatever. But where Minnesota killed Nebraska in that first matchup, high pick and roll. Yep. Garcia's their leading scorer, good rebounder. Payne's their best rebounder. Earl Joseph's probably the most athletic guy. For my money, Elijah Hawkins is their best player. The yeah. way he he's crafty with the ball, the angles he finds to pass, as quick as he is, right? You saw him split a couple. Yes. You know, Nebraska's hedges. Sneaky. I thought Minnesota, you know, should have done more of that. When pa- right. when Parker Fox came in, he got that put back dunk. Um, they went to that that high pick and roll. Right. Nebraska struggled against that at times. Minnesota either That's where the run go- came from. Right. Yeah. Seven right. run. Yeah. yeah. So either Minnesota didn't go back to it or credit Nebraska for stepping up and stopping it, whichever way you want to look at it, that's fine. But, you know, for you know, Hawkins taking 11 shots, going 4 of 11. I get he didn't make a 3. There, there was one really bad one. You yeah. know, a step back, like, 25-footer. There was no need for that one. But I thought if he kept going at Bryce Williams in that matchup, Minnesota might have had some some success. But that's where I credit Nebraska for the adjustment of, hey, Sam Hoiberg, we know you're not scoring, but you're going to take his cookies. He yeah. did, finally, you know, late in the second half. Jamarcus Lawrence, I thought, did a pretty solid job on that. And Nebraska's rotations, you know, tagging the roller right. and recovering back out, were better than they were the first yeah. time. You know, Minnesota had, you know, three-on-twos and two-on-ones all second half up in Minneapolis. So credit Nebraska's defensive activity, I think, first and foremost, for taking away a lot of that and not letting Minnesota utilize, honestly, it's, it's verticality advantage. Having yeah. Payne and Ola Joseph just jump over everyone for alley oops. Yeah, they're. I mean, they they are an impressive looking team. Uh, you you got to think with, with Christie, who's a, a freshman that can is able to play thirty five minutes in the Big Ten and uh, not look out of place is, is something that bodes well for the future of Nebraska or for future of Minnesota. But you're you're one hundred percent right. Hawkins was giving everybody the business. Mm-hmm. He was like a guy on Saturday that had a full lineup of people getting haircuts. All he was saying is next. <laughs> he you come with double team. You're a little bit late. He gonna get. He gave him Ginsu's and split that. Then he came in Hezzy. He beat it, a, a double team, late double team. They tried to hedge him. He beat him around the hedge corner, got downhill, made an and one. Mm-hmm. And so what he was doing, he was breaking down the defense. Uh, from what, what what were they doing, Austin? Giving him more space. For whatever reason, Minnesota didn't focus on that. Um, and by the time they tried to even go back to it, it was too late. So, but I think Nebraska. When you look at those three guards, right, four eleven, two of ten, three of twelve. That lets you know that defense changed things. So it's not even that they were able to get to the lane or get to the hoop. They for Mitt, for Hawkins, those were difficult shots. Because mm-hmm. with one, he was spinning them off. Of like you, you, you're not unless you play the game of your life. You're not going to be able to make that for 40 minutes. No. And so and Nebraska takes its chances with that. Right. And that's and you know what? If he does, then so be it. We've mm-hmm. we've seen plenty of those games of uh, teams coming or for a player coming here and, and light Nebraska up and. And, uh, you know, it didn't, didn't bode well. But I think Nebraska is inching that way up. When Nebraska is looking at Northwestern's schedule and looking at uh, the teams ahead of them and, and maybe the team behind them, which was Minnesota, mm-hmm. which now you got a game and a half extra on it because of the head-to-head battle um, or even Steven on head-to-head battle, Nebraska's in a great position. So we're going to take a quick break, come back on old school, and we're going to look at the Big Ten and college basketball as a whole because obviously your Dukies, uh, got upset by Wake Forest. We're going to talk about uh, court storming, what they should do, and um, what 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 the ramifications could be coming out of this. Because once you, once you do it to a blue blood and a potential lottery pick player or a NBA player, um, things will change. And obviously, I, I respect the coach. You know, going to bat for his coach. So 
We're going to dive into a little bit of that after this break. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, Old School. We'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.